You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast and reaching Sarah Hardin uh, from New Orleans. Before I start babbling and getting into the show, Sarah, welcome on to the podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great to have you on. And um, uh, Sarah is a, a, a painter, um, quite amazing a painting. She also do some uh, prints that, that I've seen. On Instagram, also an, an educator, um, and looking at your your background and where you spent your time, um, you dedicate yourself a lot to to art. So, could you could you tell the listeners a bit about you know um, your development as an artist, or did you see yourself uh, as an artist when when you know when you were really young? Yeah, absolutely. So I honestly grew up around artwork. Um, My stepdad is a tattoo artist. My mom is a piercer. I grew up in a tattoo parlor tracing flash of, you know, sparrows and, uh, you know, the heart with the mom in it. And whenever, you know, we were acting up at the shop, uh, we would be forced to like do lettering you know, figure out the fancy script lettering. Um, and that was like a punishment, which I think I find to be absolutely hilarious. Um, then, you know, growing up in New Orleans, um, I went to a Catholic high school just because this was all right around Katrina time. And oh, yeah. um, schools were not great. So we, I was fortunate enough to go to a private uh, high school, but it was... Catholic. And I was this like little emo girl, you know, that was like, had dark black hair and like, you know, gauges and wanted to be all badass. And uh, (laughs) they were not having it. Um, So, you know, naturally, I went for like visual arts and things of that nature, because I just had that understanding of how to draw and things of that, things like that. Um, And it kind of gave me time to uh, really think about like what art is to me in high school, you know? And I was like, this is just a fun thing. It'll be fine, whatever. But leaving high school, going into college, I realized I wanted uh, something a little bit more sustainable for, uh, you know, income and things of that nature. Growing up without health insurance is not a fun thing to do. So, like, realizing that I want that stability. Um, and I remember I uh, I was like, you know, I'll just go. I'll try and be an art teacher. We'll see if it works. I don't know. It's fine. And I get to uh, ULL, the University of Louisiana at Lafayette, and I meet a slew of amazing art professors. And I mean, like random small city in the in south louisiana two hours away from anything cool you know um it can happen like that right yeah yeah you know there was like brian kelly he's an amazing print uh maker dr patty chambers well actually she's now spadford now um who was the uh the art education director at the time uh alan jones like just amazing professors 
from all over the United States. And, uh, you know, it kind of took me from there. I kind of jumped in and said, okay, this is what I'm doing now. I love this. Um, then I got my first teaching position in uh, Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, which is uh, was a challenging position. It was an all-boys boarding school, and I was 22, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And it was high school, and they were dating people that were older than me, and it was weird. Um, sure, sure. But at the end of that year, I knew who I was as an artist because I had art was the way I made my like sanity through all of this. Um, I moved back to Lafayette the following year, taught at another school for a little bit, and then um, finally moved back home in the middle of the pandemic. Sure. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it was chaos, but it was, it was fun chaos. Um and I recently got my uh, MFA from the University of New Orleans. Uh, and we're just riding this ride now, you know? Uh, yeah. Kind of figuring out what painting is to me and, you know, still learning from an amazing group of professors uh, from UNO and still in contact with those people. And, you know, they taught me a lot. So, Yeah. Yeah, I um uh, about your painting too, and uh, it's Absolutely. always like an approach of how to how to talk about uh, painting. But one of the pieces um, of puzzles I was trying to figure out and taking a look at it is, um, and I'm just generally speaking here. One of the things I love about uh, uh, the painting and the art that I've seen around uh, New Orleans, um, the, the, the color, the flourishing uh, color and the combinations, it's so vibrant. Uh, you see it a lot around there. And I think of things like floral and floral mm -hmm. colors and um, how the houses look and paint and things like that. Um, but also within your paintings, I see the, the, the structure of it with um, the shapes uh, that you're building in within almost like this, overflowing of color and i just really fascinated by it because in my mind thinking about the constraints of geometric shapes and, and mm -hmm. how that's plotted out very controlled and then the combination of color which feels like oh like i know this and i see this um in the composition of those elements with you know structure and and, and non-structure um am i seeing something that you're trying there or am i leading into yes. dynamic that, that that's there <laughs> yes no you you are picking up all of it like um there's a certain hum to new orleans a certain type of energy that just explodes right different seasons different times of the year right now everything is growing as if it has never seen sunlight before because it's like it's Yay. hot, it's hot <laughs> you know? um and like part of my art practice is that i take these walks. I go around the city. I take a lot of photos at interesting times. Um, I then like layer them, you know, I yeah. will, uh, kind of build out a composition in Photoshop using these photos. Um, and then I kind of just let paint be paint. I know that that's a crazy concept after like taking time to get these photos and, you know, put them into Photoshop and slice them up and collage them together. Um, what I usually do is I will like throw on whatever 
color, whatever mood, whatever sensation I'm trying to get out of those collages, um, I'll draw it onto the canvas and then I close that laptop and I shove it away and I kind of allow paint just to happen. Uh, colors that feel intuitive, just allow it to exist in this space. Um, now, of course, every now and then I go, Ooh, I don't actually know what that building looks like. I do need to look it up, but, yeah, yeah. um, you know, I try and let paint do what paint likes to do, you know, um, allow the colors to flourish, allow the paint to be added on and then scraped off and then watered down with turpentine. And then, you know, uh, kind of experiment with mark making and with, brush strokes and all that cool stuff. All of that is really the meat of my painting. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for chatting about that. Like, um, I enjoy, I enjoy, I enjoy that and thinking about that and it's not spend too much time like thinking about it, but thinking about those components of, um, of your painting. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad I was, it, it, I've been to New Orleans a couple times and there's pieces that I like about it and immersed within the experiences. Um, yeah. it's a very, uh, literary feeling or inspirational towards literary uh, sounding. And there's a romantic ideal behind that for me. Like I'm a huge Faulkner fan. Yeah. yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, that 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 kind of like history there, but it feels yeah. like it's there. And I adore the uh, Cajun music and I've been to Tipitina's, the famous. Yeah, uh, gotta love Tipitina's. It, yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, just one of those types of music I listen. But um, for me, it was really immersive, not knowing the, the culture as much, but being really into the arts. And even as a vegan for the food uh, down that way, I ate. Uh, excessive yeah like like i didn't know before that but i was like hey man like if you're going to new orleans no matter what your your intake you might be having different things but you're gonna be well taken care of correct Um, correct um, and i think all of that plays into the culture that's here and i think all of that kind of touches in my work, you know, even if it's not necessarily the number one goal of my painting is to give a hum of New Orleans. Like, that's not really it for me. For me, it's more about my own memories and my own experiences, just because I'm closer to those. But all of that background, all of that culture, all of those things that happen are part of my experience here that we're kind of putting into paint translating into paint yeah um what about what about um what about uh teaching what about trying to like so part of the show one of the things i you know asking about people's experience with art and development i think if you talk to any human you know you sit down and talk you you can hear a story or you can come in contact with like the experience of art whether they played music whether they were Mm -hmm. a painter whether the parents were and it's always like a mixed kind of um story or it's a great story it's a sad story but it's always part of like how somebody um uh, develops to be like like an artist in their experience, and a lot of that has to do with being taught, not being taught, being encouraged like that. So, you're in a unique role, uh, practicing artist, but also trying to teach uh, teach human beings how to be an artist and how to yeah. come in contact with 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 art. Um, what's that experience like doing both? Because not everybody tries to do both, or is maybe active in doing both. Yeah, I I personally love it. Um, 
I'm not going to say that it's not a lot of work because it is a lot. Um, but I don't know. My students are awesome. Like I just, I love my little teeny boppers. Like they're all so angsty and they're all so angry at the world. And it's cool because that's cool to be angry at the world. Um, and they walk into their art one class and they see me in a striped shirt and, you know, crazy color pants. And they're like, she's weird. And I'm like, yeah, I am. You're going to love me by the end of the year. Um, you know, and these kids that I'm working with, uh, this is like a title one schools. It's majority minorities. Um, and some of these kids have never been told that they're good at things. You know, they walk in first day, they draw a picture of themselves and I'm like, guys, this is pretty good. I love this. And they're like, oh, this is trash. I hate it. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then throughout the year, they, they're able to see their own growth, which is something that is magic, in my opinion. Like you talked about how painting is magic. I think, I think teenagers learning things that they did not know before is magic. Um, and it helps me as an artist personally because I get to work with everyone from my art one freshman to my seniors that are, you know, making a uh, portfolio to go to Pratt. Like I get the whole shebang. So I get these really in-depth conceptual ideas from these kids that I'm like, wow, that's really good. That's a good thing to like chew on. And then I also get to review how to draw a nose and eyes and mouth every year for the last seven years, you know, uh, with my art one kids. And I get this whole experience of seeing kids grow and knowing how they think. And it influences my own work because I look at a problem that they have and I go, ooh, this is how we can solve that problem. And they go, that's a cool idea. And I'm like, all right, try it you know, throw scissors at it, cut up the painting. If you don't like the painting, it's fine, you know, and having that more cavalier way of thinking, because it's a high schooler, they're going to make a buttload of stuff in their life. If they're starting now, they're going to make stuff. It's just how it is. People are drawn to making things. Yeah. Um, You give them the tools to do it and they do it. But having, uh, like my problem solving brain on constantly gives me in my own, you know, work. I get to say, you know what? I don't really like this part of my painting and it frees me up to paint over that entire part, allow it to fade into the background because it's not as precious as some artists make it out to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You have to experiment particularly in, 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 in teaching you have to, yeah hopefully experiment with, uh, with, with play. Um, I wanted exactly. to ask you one of the, I wanted to ask you one of the big questions, uh, conceptual is what, what is art? So you're doing all this stuff, you're teaching it. What, it, what is it? What, what's art? I think art is honestly everything. Um, but to put it down into less vague terms, uh, I think art is the experience of, creating something out of nothing, you know? Um, I am able to put this white canvas on these stretcher bars and throw paint at it, and it becomes something of value. Um, 
musicians are able to pick up a guitar, play a couple of notes and create a song. Um, I think art is supposed to make us feel things. I think it's supposed to make us think um, harder than normal, you know? I think it's something that kind of stems from our unconscious mind and we need something to put it out there. Some type of form, some type of thing. Um, you know, it, yeah, I, I don't really have much else of an answer. But no, I think there's a, there's, it's a lot. Like. It's, 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 a, it's a lot in there. And, and um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, all of those things and um, you know, I, I, I think there's like the emotion and, and, and the learning and the communication. Yeah. A lot of time I asked the question and a lot of times people are tra- trying to talk about how we communicate with each other. Right. Like yeah. if I have a, like a complicated, like social situation, sometimes I'll see something that might be like an image of it and be like, yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the messed up thing. Like in my head that I was yes. trying to figure out and it's right there. And um, yeah, that, that, that seems to be, um, inherently fun or um productive so and i think it was within your answer too as far as like the 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 role of art um but but asking it a little bit further in in connection to your comments is the role of art change i mean i was reading in your work and uh just talking about um uh, climate change in in in, Mm -hmm. in where you are in new orleans i mean Mm -hmm. you know it's it's a lived experience it isn't an abstract um uh, just like what the role of art now, I mean, has it changed? You know, uh, what you put up a painting, you know, they, they, an extreme example is like, you know, you're putting up a painting in a, in a burning world. What's going on here? Has the role of art changed in your opinion? I think it both has and hasn't. I feel like it's always been this thing to make us question our society and make us like think deeper about X, Y, or Z. I just think now we kind of like set it ablaze almost, you know, we're kind of in hyperdrive because we're racing against this giant clock that is climate change, you know? Um, And as like an artist in new Orleans where we're losing 50 feet of land every year uh, from our coast and hurricanes are getting worse. And, you know, we, we live in these chaotic times, um, where we can't really trust our insurance companies to pay out, even though we've been paying for 20 years, you know, um, that it, I don't know, art right now is important just to be aware of what's going on in other people's lives. You know, it really is a tool for communication. Um, because, because of this art, we're having this conversation now because of this art, someone listening in another part of this country might not realize that Louisiana is in such a serious climate crisis, you know, maybe they'll do something about it. Maybe they won't, who knows, but it's getting a message out there to say, Hey, look, this is what's happening in my head. What does this reflect anything that's happening in your head? You know, um, do you feel some type of connection with this? Um, and I mean, social justice art is huge right now. It's just, it's a necessary thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know? it seems that when you communicate, there's a drive to communicate with more purpose and that, that's, yeah. that's a, that's a reality. And, uh, um, 
Yeah, I, 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 I appreciate that. And, um, you know, I, I think about it in this way. Um, uh, and when I was talking about uh, New Orleans and, mm-hmm. and the colors, and again, not trying to be stereotypical, the, the, the colors, the flourishing yeah. colors, the, the, the vibrancy that's there. You're going to see it. You're going to see it in the paintings. Um, I know you've looked at and, and researched and thought about uh, plants. And when I think about plants and the changes that are going on here, I immediately think of those delicate colors. I immediately think yeah. of the, the, the delicacy of those plants in a, yeah. and you think of major things like heat and, you know, we know things yeah. are going on. How is in you doing your art and with those colors, how, What's been your approach to that? How has that impacted you taking a look at what's going on, say, with the ecosystem that is in the environment of which you inhabit? Well, you know, right now I have been highly inspired to, like, capture these moments of, like, intense growth because New Orleans is, it's colorful, it's vibrant, but it's also super funny. Um, If you ever, like, walk around a New Orleans, like, neighborhood, there are just these quirky, weird things that, yeah. like, our neighbors do. You know, uh, down the street from me, there's this guy that took a uh, telephone wire, wrapped it in um, old tires to make a punching bag. You know, like, and he goes and he works out on his punching bag every morning. You will see him, <laughs> you know, like, and within that punching bag, there's these beautiful little white flowers that are like slowly creeping up because he's making this new ecosystem of like rubber and wood and flowers. And like, it's the funniest thing. And we like, we're just kind of a hot mess down here, but like, it's a great hot mess. You know, we have, uh, everything is overgrown. Everything looks like it's dilapidated a little bit and it's gorgeous. It's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. So right now I'm actually working on a little series on a handmade paper where uh, I'm going out and I'm making these paintings of overgrown um, overgrown areas in New Orleans. And I'm doing the same idea of collaging these things together. Um, and I'm kind of using these plants, like these delicate concepts as, uh, or these delicate images as uh, a metaphor for growth, right? And building and growing from like the crack in the sidewalk or growing around the fence. Like there's this growth that there's this growth here that like cannot be contained. Even if we try, it will not be contained. It wins, you know, nature wins every time. Um, And I think that's kind of a metaphor for what people can be going through in life. You might want to put up a fence and kind of stop here, but you're going to be pushed forward to grow into the next stage of your life or be pushed to think in a new way or things of that nature, just because that's the way life is, you know? Yeah. I, I like that. I, 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 I like that, that, uh, you know, it's that, that idea of, uh, the idea of flourishing, you know, yes. and th- there's something energetically about being around those environments. And uh, I would say like, even like as a way to live, like uh, I-, I lived out in Wisconsin. I'm from Rhode Island originally. Mm-hmm. I'm out in Oregon now. And you know, I'm very sensitive to the the seasonal adaptations, but living in the well Willamette Valley, which I do, which is basically the, 
the fertile crescent as far as I can understand it. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything grows here. The, it doesn't get too cold. The moisture remains trapped. You get the sun. It's like, yeah, grow, 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 grow. In your little greenhouse, right? <laughs> well, and, and so, so for me, like I become attached to, you know, to those energies. Like I grew up outside of Providence, Rhode Island. And so when I'm around a place like this, which seems still seems to, it'll always be a fantasy land to me, right? Mm -hmm. Ocean one hour away, uh, gorgeous mountains. We got lakes, forest. I mean, it, it's, it's unimaginable. But, um, you know, one of the things is that, when, you know, with the threat of wildfires that have been out here has been like, we're like, I just think in the ways you celebrating the flourishing and everything that's there. And then just like kind of the danger that is around. It was one of the most terrifying couple of years back, two or three years yeah. back when the wildfires almost came into the valley here mm -hmm. and, and approached cities where I was like. I was just like, oh my gosh. And it came down to which way the wind was going to blow, just like down where you are, if yes. it's going to hit, if it's going to hit over here or it's going to yeah. go a little bit West and it's, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. absolutely, it's chaos. It really is. Um, and you know, I, I really didn't look at my paintings from, uh, a ecological standpoint until after Hurricane Ida hit. Um, me and my like little block of neighbors were all good friends and we all hang out and it's great to be, you know, across the street from your best friends. But yeah. uh, we all decided, okay, you know what? We're young. We're 20 somethings. We can like hang. We'll make sure that the block is cool. So we stayed. And it was a really scary hurricane that we were out of power. We were lucky because, you know, we were connected to a hospital grid. Um, so we were without power for like five, six days, which was fine. But going through the hurricane, you know, one of our neighbors, the roof caved in on them, you know? Yeah. Um, just because a couple shingles came loose. Um, so, yeah, it it's it's a wild, it's a wild ride down here. It really is. So I can't, and but that is with a warning, we get hurricanes. Yeah. You know? We're like, Hey guys, you're gonna, you might have to evacuate. Like, and we're like, no, we're not going to evacuate. We're tough. We're from here. This is what we do. You know, we take a weird pride about staying, which is crazy and doesn't make any sense, but it's part of the culture. You know, you're like, no, we're just going to stay. It'll be okay. Well, It'll it's be okay. <laughs> Same dynamic that's played out everywhere. When you're on the outside, you say go, you get, get going. You you know, ignorantly, yeah. honestly, get going. And when you're an inside, you're either going to stay there or number two, you you, you literally can't get out. Yes. Like so, it's, it's like you know, even with warnings. So yes. you know, you're talking about millions of people. So it's it's like cut both ways. And everybody on the outside, just just do this. And you yeah. know, I could myself as the one trying to get out or I could see myself as being the person and being like, you can't move my ass out of my house. Yeah. Well. I, I mean, I don't, I, I mean, I don't know for sure. I might be either one. Yeah. And you know, you don't know until you're in that moment you go, obviously we're going to do this. And you're like, <laughs> guys, that's like hundred mile per hour winds like coming at you. And you're like, no, it's fine. We're okay. But like, you know, after that whole crazy experience in the middle of grad school, you know, um, 
I, I remember like sitting with one of my professors, uh, Aria Martin, fabulous photographer. Um, and she was like, oof, I see your work in a different light. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, my house is gone. And, and it kind of looks like this, you know, like oh, looking at yeah. these like collaged kind of overlapping stuff in boxes, stuff everywhere yeah. type of look. Yeah. And it kind of is, it's a little her- like aftermath of a hurricane. It's disjointed. It doesn't work really when you think about it in a more three dimensional view sure. and it, but you still have to continue on as normal because not everywhere got destroyed. The city has to open back up. So yeah. you might be living out of a room with, you know, uh, no AC, no power still. And you might still have to go to work because we're trying to get everything back together. You yeah. Know? Everybody's going to get back and going. It's uh, yeah. Well, thank you for telling. I mean, it's, I, I think it's, um, I really appreciate the, you know, the opportunity to talk about it and, and through the painting too, like yeah. going back to the idea of like what was in there and, um, uh, I, uh, everybody make sure you check out, uh, Sarah, uh, Hardin's painting and we'll, we'll get into a bit more later on where you can tell, um, folks where to, to find all your stuff. Um, but I wanted to ask the, um, big question of the show. Um, why is there something rather than nothing? Oh, I love this question. Um, all right. So why is there something rather than nothing? I think because nothing's not really an option for humans. I think that we're just, we're, we're beings that think about thinking. Uh, from like the very early prehistoric times, we were painting on caves to try and communicate. And I think like what we're learning more about psychology now is that building relationships and communicating with people is how we become happier, more evolved humans. And I think art in my case, painting is the way that I do that. You know, I love talking to people about my work. I love, you know, communicating these ideas with people. Um, and for me, there's something rather than nothing because I don't know how to do nothing. You know, yeah. it's not really an option. It's it, in order to continue li- living life in some type of joy, there has to be something there, you know, yeah. um, and visual arts, painting, printmaking, that is my something. And I don't think that that's, you know, everybody something, but everybody has a something. Yeah, I, 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 I think so. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate I appreciate your thoughts around that. I um you know, I've always thought about it in the the context of, of of the show. It's um you know, I think philosophy and philosophers um my read on the discipline mm-hmm. is is always been uh disruptive and provocative in a good way. Um uh, you know, the question creating other questions and I find that artists who think so much about you know what they do or 
maybe haven't had the opportunity for a while because you might get caught up in industry stuff or you might be sure. like, I think when people do stuff for a while, like I work in the labor movement, I represent K to 12, uh, educators support, uh, oh, you rock. Support professional. oh thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> teachers, teachers, janitors, um, custodians, food service workers, instructional assistants, special education assistants. And, you know, um, it's just that within, within, you know, within, uh, all of this, we're just like trying to, uh, strive and, and, and to become better and, 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 and to move ahead. And, um, you know, about one of the things I wanted to say about your teaching and cause I, I've talked to teachers a, a, a lot, but one of the things I wanted to say is I want to tell you something like I've talked on the show a little bit about art activities uh, that I've been done or prompted to do mm -hmm. to put it in context over the last three or four years through my contact with the art world, through me creating a podcast, I uh, paint and I do other forms of uh, uh, forms of art, but just in, in, in all these experiences, just like learning, um, just learning how to, um, to do some basic things. I didn't never took art classes in college and I didn't really have mm, what I hear to be an art training or education K to 12, like others. I, I, I haven't yeah. had that just from how it's been described to me. So some of the basic things that you do, some of the foundational things you do for, to, to be an artist, I know I've encountered two or three of them in the last year or two. And yeah. me encountering them in the last year or two being taught to me, it doesn't matter if they're simple or profound or basic or fundamental or, or whatever, it changed my ability to create art. And so yeah. one of the things I say to you is like, and I know as a practitioner, like working in labor, or sometimes you're doing stuff and, and you just don't know like what it is. But I'll say for you, like in those type of discrete things that you do and that the students have the contact with, They'll have that now. They'll have that now just by being in contact with you. And I Absolutely. think that's a profound. I think that's a profound thing. And I think that's something we kind of waltz past. And uh, I won't do it because I represent you and other teachers and other educators throughout the country. But I won't do it because that's what you do. Yeah, I think that, you know, I, I have a lot of street cred, my kids, and they'll be probably listening to this and then cringing because I said the word street cred. But, um, you know, um, I have street cred with my kids because I every time they had an assignment that they had to do, you know, I was like, hey, guys, look, you have to make this. I have to make this. We're going to make stuff together. And they saw they saw me creating they saw me working. They saw me saying, oh, this doesn't work. I'm going to try this instead. Or, yeah. hey, do y'all see these four paintings? These are trash. That's okay. We're going to keep making more, you know? Um, and I think that, like, co-making with my students is something that they get to understand how I'm thinking while I'm creating, which is one of those opportunities that... I don't know that a lot of other artists do with kids, you know, cause they don't think yeah, that yeah. they'll understand it or they don't think that they'll really get it or that they really care. But, you know, 
you think they're not listening. And then all of a sudden they quote you back to you in the middle of you being really frustrated. And you're like, ah, son of a bitch. Y'all right. Like you're correct. You like, I was like, guys, I can't figure this out. I don't know what to do. And they're like, cut it up. And I'm like, well, okay, that works for y'all. That works for you, but I can't, I can't do that. They're like, why not? And I'm like, well, you're not wrong. Why can't I do that? Why is that in my rule book, but not in your rule book? Um, And, you know, I think it's important for them to see an artist being an artist, living their life, and also, you know, not struggling, not being in a difficult spot, just making artwork because you want to make artwork. Um, as, as a life. As a, as a life. As a life. Yeah, yeah. Live, a living artist making things and calling it a day, you know. And yeah. it's it's a really, it, it's a cool spot that I'm at right now, you know. Yeah, yeah. I got to tell you, um, uh, like I said, I haven't visited New Orleans. Uh, I got to admit, I, I am a bit wistful, although it is gorgeous in the Willamette Valley here in Oregon. Um, yeah, don't come to New Orleans right June. now. <laughs> Is it hot and steamy? See, I, oh, yeah. It's bad. It, it, I like, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> everybody drives. No, I mean the humidity. Everybody complains about it. I lived in Washington, D.C. and yeah. learned learned about humidity. And that Long probably doesn't, doesn't even quite, quite compare, but it's probably similar. Um, so uh, we're speaking with Sarah Harden. And Sarah, uh, tell tell everybody, tell the listeners how to find your stuff, um, what you're up to. Um, you know, online or we're recording here in early June. If, if, if there's something for folks to know about where to come in contact with your work physically, any of that type of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, right now I am showing with Where Ya Art. Uh, that is an online platform for New Orleans artists. If you're interested in purchasing right. anything, that is all there. I'm really happy to ship. Um, my Instagram handle is Sarah, S-A-R-A underscore Hardin, H-A-R-D-I-N underscore creative. Um, you can see all kinds of stuff. If y'all are interested in commissions, uh, especially if you're interested, if you're in the New Orleans area and you're vibing with what I got going on, let me know. Just DM me. That's cool. Um, my website is Hardin Creative, H-A-R-D-I-N, creative.com. Um, and I have a solo show coming up in Natchitoches, Louisiana at the LSMA uh, Gallery. Um, and that will be in November. And then from there, you can catch me on Julia Street, which is a big street in New Orleans full of galleries. So I should be in there in a couple of months. <laughs> Wonderful. I, I always get ex- I always get excited hearing about what's coming, you know, what's coming out and, uh, you know, spots that you'll be because, you know, the show, the show's, you know, worldwide. There'll be some folks in in New Orleans and uh, yeah. be able to get your art. And of course, um, no, thanks for, uh, you know, I was I was looking at, at, at your work and um, great to let folks know um, that you can get pieces um, to, to them as well. Um I got to tell you, Sarah, it's been a great pleasure to, to, to talk to you and, and, and to come in contact with your work. Um, and, and the, you know, I think when I engage with painters or I, I see the painting that you do without having known you or met you before, mm-hmm. that there's something, um, there's always something inexpressible there that I, um, am, am brought towards and, and, um, 
And uh, I really enjoy being able to talk to you about those and for you to share, uh, you know, what is you know teaching and all the different things you're trying to do. Yeah. And, um, and of course, um, my recent interest in, in, in plants come from the Rooted podcast, which mm. uh, I've had uh, M. Greb Gaddis makes that show. So um, it's 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 fun to talk about um, uh, flowers and the swamps and, and plants because why not? Exactly. Why not? <laughs> Something rather than nothing, right? <laughs> it's an open net. So, um, yeah, thanks Thanks so much for coming on, Sarah. I really love your artwork and um, hope, hope we get the chance to chat some more and share some more of your stuff. Absolutely. Love to do it. This is Something Rather Than Nothing 